0: My guests today are Simbi and Terry. I'm going to let them introduce themselves as they come into the studio. Good morning and welcome to Black Mental Health Matters. I'm going to allow you to introduce.
1: Good morning. Um, My name is Terry Floyd. I am a behavioral scientist, mindset coach, published author and speaker who specializes um, or utilizes a holistic approach of inspiring, educating, uplifting and empowering the Black community where we can thrive together.
2: Awesome. My name is Asimbi, and um, I'm a recent master's graduate in gender studies and I do research um, as well on the side that focuses on sexual health on the African continent, um, as well as beyond that uh, within Black communities. Yeah, thank you.
0: Are you complete, Cindy? Sorry. I was asking Yes,
2: yes, I just completed. Yes. Thank you.
0: Yes. Okay. I'm gonna start off by talking about Travel as we get on our airplane to travel. One of the things that an air hostess will say to you is if you're traveling with someone else, especially children, to put on your gas because you never know what can happen. Mm-hmm. And you know that if you don't take care of you first, you can't take care of the persons that you're taking mm-hmm. care of. That's right, yeah. So with that, I'm going to jump right in and I'm going to ask you to define self-care and why do you practice self-care? I'm going to start with Terry first. Um,
1: And I definitely love that uh, um, analogy, especially when you're traveling on the plane. Um, The definition of self-care to me is to practice doing holistic work on self um, and to be the best person that I can be inside and out. Um, the reason why I practice it is because first for my son, my family, as well as myself to make sure that I'm being like the best person possible or the best version of myself for them. Because in order for me to really be the best version of myself for my son, especially, I need to make sure that I'm taking care of myself first. You can't pour it from an empty cup. So, yeah.
2: Definitely. Definitely. Um, I couldn't have said it better. Um, yeah, I really believe in how um, you are within yourself uh, really propels you. Um, so it starts with self, and this is why there's such um, such importance in this in this matter, yeah.
0: I hear you correctly, it starts with self, and therefore self-care is very important, especially as a caregiver. Yes. Yeah. You know, you have to maintain your center of balance. Mm -hmm. My next question, Um, self-care has become a romanticized buzzword term. Mm -hmm. Why is it glamorized? Vision project when needing to address deeper aspects such as emotional, psychological, and spiritual self care.
2: I think that this is um, such a key factor today just because self care tips. Um, have expanded and you know they're being portrayed within social media they're being displayed as memes um and they're being displayed within um you know Facebook posts that it's not becoming a real discussion anymore um no one is seeming to you know um see it as something that you really need to talk about you can find it online kind of thing so I think that's where uh, glamorization is an
1: issue. I I don't know if anyone sees it this way as well. I agree. Um, It's definitely I feel like the social media, internet, even the discussions or television things that you see on TV where they Mm -hmm. focus on like more so the outward appearance such as massages, having Mm spotted, doing manis and pedis. And it teaches us to still kind of continue to put on a mask. Definitely. Um, I know even with the pandemic, we've had to wear masks and everything to keep ourselves safe. Um, mm-hmm. but it's it this glamorization of self-care helps us to con- like not confront the actual issues that we need Absolutely. to cover, that we need Absolutely. to unreveal or remove the mask from. And so we put on this front, say, oh, I did my self-care. But when we go home, we're still struggling. So I feel like, like you said, um, that we don't really confront the real issue. If
0: I'm hearing you correctly, you're saying that very often that self-care is just superficial, which is just, um, you know, let me feel happy for the moment, but not really addressing the deeper challenges that are going on psychologically, spiritually. And most get my nails done, and I can go shopping yeah. and, and feel good in the moment. But I haven't addressed right. the issue. Right. Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So, with that being said, with the many different forms of self care, why is it so important that we focus on redefining and re- Imagine and reimagining self-care practices for black people, especially women
1: of color. I think um because black women we struggle with taking care of self first. Um we look at it as
0: either one can answer.
1: Okay. <laughs> we look <laughs> at it as um a way of If we take care of ourselves first or we choose ourselves first and we're being selfish, Mm -hmm. we have this superwoman complex that will take care of everyone else and neglect ourselves. And so I believe I know that it's important, even with myself, I had to practice that and realize that if I don't take care Mm -hmm. of myself, I cannot Mm -hmm. take care of anyone else. Kind of how I mentioned earlier about why self-care, why I practice self-care for my six-year-old. I'm like, he's a child. He doesn't know what grown-up issues are. But at the same time, for me to be the best version, I have to make sure that I'm filling my cup before I can pour it out and help other people. I think it's important that we know what's important. While, yes, we're there to help our families, we're caregivers and everything, it's still important to take care of self first. Yeah.
2: No, definitely. I think for this question in specific, um, I personally was very excited to discuss it because we have. Oh, no, don't worry. Please go ahead. Um, Go ahead. Yeah. No, what I was saying is that um, with black culture, especially with black women in specific, we have this um, huge narrative of being a strong Black woman Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, silencing the pain because, you know, I'm not meant to cry Mm -hmm. um, and I'm not meant to just, you know, show my emotion because it kind of diminishes me and diminishes my strength as a Black woman. So I think that Um, It's so highly vital to break this storyline for the Black woman, um, you know, and just allow, you know, expression, allow emotion um, to kind of enter that space. So um, self-care definitely needs to be redefined for the Black woman and for the Black community as a whole. Uh,
1: Yeah.
0: Can you explain that when you say it definitely needs to be redefined? Redefined in what way?
2: So I think just, sorry, no. So I think just allowing for um, this whole discussion of how, you know, culturally, you know, from our mothers and our grandmothers, you know, when you did cry, it was, Mm -hmm. it was, you're told to calm down you're told you're overreacting so I think just creating a new safe space you know for black women and allowing women to expose their emotion not bringing other women down within our community when emotion is shown Mm -hmm. um, you know and uh, yeah just allowing allowing it Allowing it, changing the narrative if it be on social media, if it
0: be. Okay, I understand what you're saying because. Yeah. I know for being as a parent of all girls, it is always about holding it together. Mm -hmm. You know. Mm -hmm. So I understand to some extent what you're saying. Hold it together. You you, you can't show weakness Mm -hmm. because. You want your girls to be mm. strong, mm. From to be able to handle any challenge without breaking. Yeah, yeah. So I understand that, and I think it's generational, where this is passed on from one generation to the other. Definitely, via, you know. Yes, but in as much as we say that, we as women usually have our little um, groups of other females that we, whose shoulder we cry on. You know, mm. we really go on belly ache to. You know, this is happening. And we find, at least for me, let me speak for myself. I have those channels, those females that I can say, well, look, this is going on in my life, and we can have that conversation. And I find that that helps. Mm. Even though it may not be at a professional level, it does. I find that that no, helps.
2: it does. It really does. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. Yeah. I think for me, it's just, I mean, I'm, I'm.
0: So the word yeah. new age just came up, you know? <laughs> and, um, New Age self-care individualizes, rather than collectivizes mentality and practices of self-care for black women, for black healing, sorry, liberation, wellness, and unity. Why is this detrimental to the black health, to black mental health, sorry?
1: I think um, because it's detrimental, detrimental because it continues to perpetuate the narrative of suffering and silence. Um, While I do think there are times that individual healing takes place, we must do the individual work of recognizing or identifying self. um, A lot of times we take it on as thinking that we're the only ones that deal with these particular issues um that time will bring up that shame and that guilt um where we think or i do think when we are comfortable in sharing our truths with other people collectively we can become united liberated and whole individually as well as collectively because the support is there kind of you what you mentioned with having your group of um women that you can talk to and and have the uh kind of that shoulder to crown or even just mm-hmm. to release, that also is definitely important. And then we need to recognize and realize that healing, there's healing in vulnerability. A lot of times we don't want to be vulnerable. Um, a lot of times that we feel like that that's a sign of weakness. Um, But we must be okay with being vulnerable because in order for you to actually heal, you have to be vulnerable. You have to be willing to kind of speak up and say what's, what's happening and what's going on. And again, like I stated, individual work, it does require to take place, but also collectively when we talk about it, when we share about this information in our community, the community can heal as a whole.
2: Definitely. I think another aspect of it, it allows for one to say, oh, I'm not alone. Someone else is experiencing this. And I think also with, like, self-care, like, it's encouraged just, uh, it's encouraged people to run to self-care um, and not face the fact that there is depression that I'm facing. There is, so it's become like a an escape, so to say, and um, it just allows for even more seclusion when it's individualized. So, and it breaks down that collective strength uh narrative. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: That's a great answer. I like that. There is need, yes, for individual health care, and there's also that collective where we come together, really sure. And I think that in healing especially some of the trauma that we as black people have experienced i think a lot of it has to be collective Mm -hmm. um just yesterday the conversation of reparation came up and i asked the question how does reparation work if you're not looking at the trauma that has been left behind because money does not solve the problem Unless that money is being used yeah. to assist in helping persons who have suffered from trauma, yeah, I like the fact that you talked about. Yes, there's a need for individual healing, and there's also a need for that collective healing mm-hmm. and bring it all together. You know, mm-hmm. so that people across the diaspora who are suffering from trauma can help each other by sharing their stories. Yes. Yeah. So, this brings me to my next question, which is, why is intensity and prioritizing central to any self-care practice that you engage with, particularly where the last two to three years have been so hard globally, Mm. and we're talking about coming out of the pandemic, Mm. you know that has been challenging for everyone mm. on the planet regardless of age regardless mm. of status in society and, and your wealth it impacted everyone yes
1: mm. it did mm. um i would say um it's definitely important to be intentional about practicing self-care and prior to prioritizing it um mm. because A lot of times when we I'm a planner, I like to schedule a lot of things all the time. And if I don't be intentional with planning my self-care, I set a routine every day. And if I don't do my exercise and my meditation first thing in the morning, I could tell throughout my day that I did not intentional or set my, um, self-care intentional practices. Um, and with doing that, when I, that's something that I look forward to by planning Mm -hmm. and prioritizing instead of just going up with free free handed or free will, then you, neglect yourself and say, oh, I'm going to practice self-care, but then you don't do it. But when you're being intentional and prioritizing by scheduling, whether it's first thing in the morning before you start your day or at night before you go to bed, you setting that, that's something that you can look forward to um, or something that you can prepare and get yourself ready for that day. If you look forward or if you plan it, then it'll be easier for you to be more intentional and to make sure that you fit it in with your schedule. Because I know we have a busy schedule, but it's important to prioritize that especially with the last three years of everything that we've been dealing with
2: yeah no definitely I couldn't agree more I think we've been through a season of uncertainty and definitely um just we don't know what's coming next basically so for many people jobs were put on pause education was put on pause so um it's time to reclaim uh, where we can fully have full control over and that's how am I doing in my heart, in my head, spiritually? How am I doing emotionally, mentally? So I think just aspects such as sleep, resting, a clean room, you know, um, is has it's essential. So we have to prioritize what we have full control over. And yeah. Absolutely. When you say a clean room, how does that really fit into Self care? Uh, well, yeah, no. Oh, I'm asking. Great question. I think that when we wake up and the space that we create around us, so just arranging, organizing, um, people find that with organization and cleanly, cleanliness, basically, it encourages us to start the day off on a good start. Um, when everything is messy, our clothes are around and Things are just not in order.
1: Basically,
2: you're not starting off at a on a good point.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And to add on to that, um, if you're around a cluttered space, you have to keep in mind that your mindset also is cluttered. A lot of times, when I'm in my office, my home office is there. If there's a lot of paper around, I can't think creatively. Mm-hmm. I can't be organized with the work that I'm doing because my environment around me at that moment is cluttered so in order for us to mentally declutter our mind we have to make sure that the space that we're in is also clutter-free that is a part of self-care as well so
0: definitely i agree so if i'm hearing you correctly part of self-care is about having that um Clean environment and organized. They must be ordered. In yeah. yes. order that you have things neatly piled up or, or stacked and an organization, and that the environment that you're in is clean. Yes. Yeah.
1: Because that affects your mood. <laughs> that
0: okay. I, I know that there's some persons who cannot function unless there is absolutely chaos and there's some people who are very creative mm-hmm. who will tell you you know leave that where you see it you know i, I i'm all organized. it doesn't look organized to you mm-hmm. but i'm organized and these persons are very right. creative that
1: is, <laughs> that is true no it's really
2: to each their own I, I i just yeah i just
0: so how do you address that in terms of Self care, can you say that everyone needs to be on the same page in terms of having that kind of the same kind of order?
1: No, because everything, one, the way that I may do self care, it may be different for somebody else. So, what makes whatever, however you feel comfortable with it, um, you have to find what works best for you. I know what for me, one thing works, and of course, I'm clean, but then my mom is like super clean and super organized. So, like how you said about the, Some papers may be cluttered. Mine may be a little bit more cluttered than hers, but I'm like, I'm fine. This works perfectly for me. Um, But whatever works for you, you have to find the individual self-care practices that you feel comfortable with because there's not really a one-shoe-fits-all for everyone.
2: And I think this talks back into the memorization. That's that's
0: correct, because I know for me...
2: Sorry, go ahead, Sonia
0: yeah i know for me coming from a spiritual perspective that our view is that you have to be cl- that clutter stops the flow of healthy energy good mm-hmm. energy positive energy yes energy yeah. is good and i'm in agreement with what you're saying about order and keeping the place clean and tidy i'm in agreement with that because mm-hmm. i know that when around we get so little clutter- I I become dysfunctional. Yes. <laughs> Very dysfunctional. Yeah. Staying there. Yeah. So that's that that's why I was trying to dig in there so that people understand, yeah, it's okay to have your mess and your chaos. Mm-hmm. But you know, if you're if you're talking from a spiritual perspective and you want to have that clean energy going so, on.
1: Absolutely.
0: No longer service, you know. I keep this one out of day. This may come in handy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and before you know it, the environment that you're in is not conducive to, as you said, creativity in in, in the way that makes sense. Mm-hmm. There is no order, and I I think that impacts on us psychologically when you look around and say, "Oh my goodness, my hair looks." You know, issues going on. It could be depression or something else going on. Yes. Mm-hmm. And and that's not being addressed. Right. And that would bring us to my next, which is to deal with cultural self-care. And And the question is going to be like this. Can you share non-mainstream self-care practices that would encourage healthy conversations with our audience, such as sexual or reproductive, environmental, cultural self-care? And how can we effectively meet these needs?
2: Um, Well, I can go ahead. Um, So I really believe that Um, self-care branches into um, sexual and reproductive health and basically, you know, the encouragement of women going for regular gyno checkups, um, especially within the Black community, is uh, quite important. I also believe that with young girls, I mean, I fall into the um, between 20 to 25 bracket and I believe that with young girls, it's so important to 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 evaluate yourself where you are in terms of you know your intimate life you know um are you making um like are you making moves that respect yourself are you making moves that are wholesome for yourself um in that area and i think that this is a place that young women need to evaluate themselves um and yeah that's my non-con like more controversial um, self-care.
0: Yeah. And Terry, your take on that?
1: Um, I absolutely agree with the Cindy on what she stated. Um, I definitely think that's important. Um, that's some of the things that we kind of Overlook or don't really want to talk about, mm-hmm. um, just like even with the getting the sexual reproductive health or making sure that you're going to the doctor for that, um, as well as just going to the your primary care physician for your wellness checks. Also, I would include mental health. That's important. A lot of times we want to focus. We'll think about the body and and going to the gyno, but we don't think about a mental health or having a therapist that we may need to talk to. Mm -hmm. Um especially in the black community. When we talk about mental health or we talk about therapists, we're we're better now. We're having the conversation. (laughs) But there's still sometimes that hesitancy, like, oh, there's nothing wrong with me. I don't need to go. Mm -hmm. Um, And just like you go, get a a physical wellness, having a mental wellness check is perfectly fine, too. Mm -hmm. Um, That's important to talk to somebody or feel comfortable with talking to someone if you don't have that community within your family or within a group or your peers or friends that have a licensed therapist that you can talk to or a counselor, um, a spiritual counselor that can help you. I think that's important. Um, And just thinking about the connections, because that's another part of of self-care. We've talked about the physical self-care, making sure that you're exercising, a proper diet, um, getting enough sleep. I believe that was mentioned earlier um, with the maintenance check of paying attention to your body and then the the spiritual care you how is your what did your spiritual life look like are you praying do you meditate yeah. um what is your spiritual connection the relationships because that's mm-hmm. important and a part of your self-care so i feel like mm-hmm. all of this plays a part we don't need to just look at it one way but there's various aspects of definitely. self-care that need to take place so
2: definitely um and just to add i think also like on that spiritual element like you know if you're part of a church, are oh, you special. fellowshipping with your church? And yeah. And um, I think also lastly, in terms of culture, cause it did mention cultural, um, you know, are you in touch, you know, with your cultural self? You know, if you're from maybe um, like the Caribbean, Africa, are you in touch with your cultural self? And what does that look like? And are you at peace with that? Two sided self because m- many diaspora you're in the west, but there's another side of you that is cultural. Are you at peace with the two faced mm-hmm. um, you know, p- persona that you bear? So I think it's quite deep. Um, self care branches into that as well.
0: Absolutely. I wanted to go back to the part on. The- that's part that question talks about sex, because I know coming over the Caribbean sex for the most part, especially my generation and a little bit older, sex is a taboo mm-hmm. subject. People don't mm-hmm. talk about sex, but I, I, she's feeling tired, you know, coming home to rest. And I said, I, I said, yeah, you need some rest and relaxation. And she said, yes, and some good sex as well. How does sex play? In to self care for caregivers. Is that important? You know, is, is health, having a healthy sex life important?
2: So, um, on a personal stance, um, because I'm more spiritual, I don't believe that, but I do know based on research. <laughs> I, I wonder from a professional
0: a of, perspective.
2: <laughs> yeah, that a lot of people believe that um, a sex life thrives their day-to-day lives and, and some form of intimacy, you know, um, just propels them in terms of feeling good, that euphoria um, that comes with, you know, um, hooking up with a hot guy or hooking up with a, you know, beautiful lady who's curvaceous or whatever. So in our day, in our today life, a lot of young people view sex as very vital, like a weekly med you know weekly medicine you know that gets them going for the week so i think there is a strong view of this today i don't know what terry
1: thinks um yeah um Uh, kind of mentioning what you mentioned sonya about like the older um older people like even some even in my age group Um, Where they may, it's still such a a taboo, especially when we think about in the church, we don't really want to talk about it. I feel like from a standpoint, it needs to be discussed in a way to that the sexual health is also an aspect of spiritual health as well. Um, While we look at, yes, that hot guy or that hot girl that we want to be with, we have to also take into consideration, especially the young when we're ready to Mm -hmm. be free be mindful of who we are allowing in our space that's also a part of self-care because that's a connection that is 100 and so if that person isn't taking care of their in a way that you are working on you have to think about that in a way that what you're connected to also will impact everything that you've been working on um i feel if we start talking about that in a way of of spiritual and soul ties then they may mm-hmm. have a, a deeper mm-hmm. conversation instead of mm-hmm. just like, oh, don't do it. Let's not talk about it. Mm-hmm. But we do need to talk about it and confront it and say, okay, mm-hmm. if you are at that space where you're ready for that, just because on the outer appearance, they look okay, but you need to make sure that they're doing okay. that. <laughs> because if not, the transferring of their those energies also mm-hmm. will affect you. And mm-hmm. it's important that we keep that in mind when we give mm-hmm. our bodies or allow people... With our bodies, what they do with them, and how we respect ourselves. That's an important part mm-hmm. of mm-hmm.
2: self care. <laughs> 100%. That is so deep.
0: Yeah. I, I, I love that. I love that response, Terry. I honestly love that. And that you took it into the spiritual realm because that is a pet subject for me as well. Mm-hmm. You know, we're more than just a physical mm-hmm. body, and self care goes beyond just taking care of the physical form you yeah. have to take care of the spiritual form as well so i really like the way that you brought that mm-hmm. in you know it is okay to have all the euphoria and all of that but what's really going on underneath because you still mm-hmm. have to be yeah. sure that in having the healthy sex you're doing it from a, the right place yeah. emotionally yeah. In the yes yeah. so much terry for bringing the spiritual aspect Definitely. into that I'm going to go to the next question, which is: um, What advice would you have for the audience needing to explore individual, family, collective community care, get community care goals, but don't know where to start? Can you share some resources and little tips with our audience on that? Yeah. Um,
1: I can start. Um, I would say first, um, the most important thing, because there's a lot of information that's out there that talks about self-care and kind of what what we covered when it comes to the glamorization of self-care. It starts with us first, Um, even when we don't really know where to start outside Let's look at what works for us, like the things that you used to do. Maybe you didn't have time to do it anymore, whether it was setting aside some time in the day to read a book to kind of help your mind get away from what's going on in the world Mm -hmm. um, or having those moments, even if it's just five minutes a day where you're meditating or just quiet Mm -hmm. time, journaling, things in that nature, things that you enjoy doing, even if it's a TV show. Now, we have to be mindful of some of the shows that we watch, to make sure that we're not feeding our minds the negativity. Um, but I know we want to stay up to date on the news. So it, things that are out in the world or what's going on in our local areas. But news a lot of times is negative. Um, so check that temperature of how often that you're paying attention to what you're looking at or what you're consuming. If you're spending too much time on social media or if you're scrolling and your your energy feels low, then that's something that you need to start with. But I think before we can go to the, like the resources of what's outside, let's kind of pay attention to our what we need for ourselves inside our bodies or inside our minds. And then if we can pay attention and remember like, oh, you know, when I worked on that or when I did this puzzle or when I drew, it made me feel good, start there. Because whatever makes you feel good, even if it's cleaning up a space in your room or in your (laughs) office or somewhere in your home where you're setting aside, this is my space that I can sit and be comfortable with, I think that that's important. Just trying to pay attention to the the things that you once enjoyed that you may not have, have time to do now, that's a start. And then once you figure out kind of the things that you used to work on that you had pleasure in or it made you feel good making you feel like an upbeat spirit, then you move to other things. But there's plenty of resources out there um, in regards to self-care practices, but I think first it starts with you individually. (laughs)
2: Definitely, definitely. Yeah, and I think just some reflection on what works for me um, can be a good start or even research because there's a lot online nowadays on where can I start with my self-care? Um, So yeah, I'll just add those two nuggets in, yeah.
0: Okay, um, I'm gonna go to the next question, if we're complete there. And that question is, what is that question? How can reflection and journaling support self-care choices and practices?
1: I feel like reflection and journaling, that's one of the things that I just enjoy doing. I've always done as a child, but it helps me to release. It helps me to kind of write out my day. Um, There's some days that even when I would go back and like, okay, that day bothered me, but I was able to release it and write it in my journal Um, And then go back to reflect like what was going on or why did I feel this way? Instead of me, um, journaling helps me to process my emotions in a way that I don't react that or react on someone that could bite me later down the line. If Mm -hmm. I write it in the journal, if I help myself release those emotions and things that I'm feeling and then I can go back to reflect and be like, okay, well, what was happening? How do I feel about that? And now what can I do moving forward? That's one way that Mm -hmm. helps with the self-care because you're still protecting yourself, taking care of you, but you're also releasing it. Even if you don't have that moment where you feel comfortable with sharing what you're dealing with with someone else, by writing that in that journal or releasing that, um, that gives me that moment to reset. And I'm able to, if I had a long day at work and I'm tired, write it out. And then i can go to bed because it's not in my mindset anymore and i can rest myself but then when i need to go back to reflect and look at it it's still right there but it's not stuck in the mental
2: yeah i completely agree yeah
0: i, I like that and um i find that journal and being reflective really helps me as well but my greatest fear of writing stuff down is that someone would find my thoughts and read them you know so so in as much as I like to write my thoughts down I'm always looking for places <laughs> to hide <laughs> you know what I've written so that no one can find yes. it yes because sometimes the things you, you write can be so intimate yeah so so intimate so I'm always looking mm-hmm. somewhere written to
1: I hide I agree I definitely have like a little special place for my intimate <laughs> that I'm like, no, no one needs to see this with me. <laughs>
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. So what are some other um, forms of creativity that one can use in terms of self-care? I mean, journal and I were mm-hmm. creative, but I'm sure there are other mediums that you can use. Mm-hmm. to be you can use for, for self-care, you know. Right. To keep your mind free and flowing. Mm-hmm. Um do you have any suggestions? Um, I would suggest
1: it? like we stated kind of journaling is definitely mm-hmm. my go-to. Um another one I would recommend is I know a lot of there are some more that are doing it now adult coloring books. They're a color mm-hmm. I love to color. That's another I'm not an artist. I cannot draw. Mm-hmm. But coloring, it's more of a mindfulness type of thing that I'm Mm -hmm. allowing myself to kind of, Mm -hmm. if I don't feel like writing, coloring Mm -hmm. helps me to kind of release that. Um, Another form, if you are an artist, um, therapeutic art is another form where you're listening to some music Mm -hmm. and and Mm -hmm. painting or however you have Mm -hmm. that creative mind to just release. And Mm -hmm. your art piece that you are, Letting the anger or the sense of calm come mm-hmm. out into the on that canvas. That's another form that I think that's more of the creative um, space. Oh, and, and even um, one is another one, like creating a collage. I know we're mm-hmm. in the new year and everyone's getting ready for, or those that are creating vision boards. That's mm-hmm. another form um, mm-hmm. where you're manifesting or, or putting that vision in place, where you're putting those pictures and writing it out.
0: That's
2: another form of self care as well. So, yeah, no, I completely agree.
0: Okay, yeah. That's awesome.
2: Yeah, no, I think another way is like knitting. Personally, like I knit. Um, I know it's my grandma taught me how to do it, and I just find myself doing it in moments of high stress mm-hmm. um, and also learning an instrument, um, mm-hmm. you know, like um, if it's the keyboard, saxophone, whatever you're, you, you find yourself, you know, Leveraging too, so yeah, mm-hmm.
0: absolutely. I like that. I like that. And as you were speaking, and yeah. the thought came to me that sometimes, you know, a little isolation, yeah, from everything and everyone mm-hmm. can do a lot for yes. you. Yes,
1: yeah, definitely. Yes.
0: The shutting, shutting out everyone else and coming out of that I want to know from you how often should persons who are given mental health care to others how often should they take breaks for themselves? and mm-hmm. should they also go and get professional should we engage each other professionally mm-hmm. let's say I'm a spiritual practitioner you have an Should you come to me and say, Sonia, look, this is bothering me. Can I have a session with you? Should we have professional here as well. As
1: Absolutely. Um, yes, I do believe that. I'm a firm believer. Um, I believe that even if you have a therapist, that your therapist should have a therapist. If you mm-hmm. are a life coach or if you're a spiritual practitioner, you should have someone that you also go to and release. Mm-hmm. Because while in the, the helping professions that we're in, we're working with people. where We're taking on things that they're bringing mm-hmm. to us. But mm-hmm. then we also have to keep in mind that while we're helping them, we have our own things in our lives that we're dealing with as well so who do we go to to release um that's important to to make sure that you Mm -hmm. are being intentional and setting that time to whether if if you may not need to see that person or talk to your spiritual practitioner Mm -hmm. or therapist every week maybe once a month at least set aside some time that you're able to kind of release and reset to make Mm -hmm. sure that you are doing what you need to do to make sure Mm -hmm. that you are in the Um health or in the self-care the mindset space yeah. that you need to be to help the ones that are coming to you. Um because yeah. if we don't then burnout happens and then it's a mm-hmm. terrible effect.
0: Yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, that makes sense. Because mm-hmm. I'm here and I'm thinking, you know, if I'm not well my clients can pick yes. up that definitely you know if someone comes to me and I'm carrying stress and trauma, mm-hmm. I think they can
1: Yes.
2: Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I think if I can add, definitely refueling would be a way of loving on your clients as well, mm-hmm. um, indirectly, because if you're whole within, then you can present the best um, experience for your client. So I feel like it's it's a double effect. It's it, 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 it's, for both teams, you know? Yeah.
0: I agree. you got to find your own wholeness. you got to find your place of balance. So that when you radiate and you, you put that energy out there, it's clean energy. And I think primarily, regardless of how you toss the coin, that's what we're working with, yeah. energy. Yeah. And how you show up for yeah. the client is very important. It's like you're not going to go to the office and don't take a shower and make yourself look pretty and, and stuff. Yeah. So if you're having that trauma going on on the inside, you know, oh, that, that's yucky. Too. Yes, that's it yucky. It shows. Mm-hmm. That's powerful. Yeah, and I, I, I personally would not want to go to a therapist who has issues. And when you walk into the room, you can feel that tension. I wouldn't want to be in that. Person. Right. <laughs>
1: yeah. I think I would cancel that session.
0: <laughs> and I'm looking here at the screen and yeah. the plan. Yeah has made, has left a little message saying, you know, movement Oh, good for self here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I absolutely like that because I, I love to dance. I don't know many people in the Caribbean. Yes. <laughs> so I'm gonna ask you lovely lady, where can people find out um, more about your upcoming projects and keep up with uh, keep up to date with what you're doing and get in touch with you?
1: Absolutely. Um, you can follow me on my Facebook page, on my business page. Did, it, you,
0: did I drop out for a minute? I'm just going to repeat that. Where can persons find you um, if they need to find you, you know? What projects
1: do you have? Absolutely. Um, uh, Or events you
0: have? Um. Mm
1: -hmm. Yes. Um, I have a Facebook business page. It's called the Know to Thrive Collaborative um, Coaching and Consulting. That's where a lot of my updated events or virtual sessions that I'm um, getting ready to implement for the new year will be posted. As well as, um, they can follow my author page on Amazon, which is T. Floyd Writes, and that's T. E. E. F. L. O. Y. D. Writes. Um, that's where you'll receive updates of my upcoming books and journals that are already that I already have published that are there. So, and there's self care, personal development journals.
2: Amazing. Well, you can just find me on LinkedIn, um, Isimbi. Uh, okay, thank yeah. you. Yeah, you can find me on LinkedIn. Isimbi is my first name over there. And Sabagheni, S-E-B-A-G-E-N-I. S-E-B-A-G-E-N-I. Um, hey. Yeah, that's my main point of contact.
0: Well, I would like to thank you ladies for for being here. This was great. Um, oh, Thank you learned a lot. I have learned a lot and realized there's still a lot more for me to learn in terms of my own personal self care. And I hope that all those other persons out there who are mental health caregivers or any other type of caregiver have benefited from the discussion here today. And with that, I would like to sit and have an awesome 2023. Thank you.